We got our first glimpse of scrimmage action in day three of Sacramento Kings training camp. It was physical. It was fast-paced. It was fun to watch. I'll talk to you about what I saw. Plus, Davion Mitchell is really stepping up as the leader of the Sacramento Kings bench unit. We'll talk about it right here on Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all season long. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports anchor and reporter for ABC 10 News. And we had to wait a little bit longer than usual for training camp coverage today. That's because today was a two-a-day day, meaning the Kings had a practice in the morning and a practice in the evening. Media availability were normally let in around midday, around the noon time. This evening, we were let in uh, around like the six, seven o'clock ish time, and we got to witness some fast paced action, some scrimmage action for the first time uh, in training camp so far. And the gym was packed. It wasn't just packed with media members and the normal Kings personnel. There were a lot of people there. I don't know if they were community members, season ticket holders. I don't know who the heck they were, but there were a lot of people inside of the practice facility and they were treated to some really fun, fast paced Sacramento Kings training camp scrimmage action. Now, unfortunately, when we were let in, when the cameras were let in, it was just for the fourth quarter of the scrimmage. They played four 12 minute quarters. So basically a whole game and the uh, it was uh, Team Black versus Team Gray, and Team Black had the the five starters on uh, on on the roster. So De'Aaron Fox, uh, Kevin Herter, uh, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, Demontis Sabonis were on Team Black, and the main bench five: the uh, Davion Mitchell, uh, Malik Monk, uh, Javale McGee, uh, Trey Lyles, and fifth guy to be named. We thought it was Kessler Edwards. Kessler Edwards was on the black team tonight, so he wasn't that fifth uh, bench guy. We have no idea who that fifth bench guy is at this point. Maybe it's a a, a position that's still very much up for grabs. In fact, I believe that is the case as, as of this point, but they were on the gray team. By the time we got in there, the main starters and the main bench players were done. They had they had played the majority of the practice uh, and of the scrimmage, so unfortunately we didn't get to see them in action. So we mainly saw like the end of the second string. So guys, probably nine through like 15, 16, um, and and like the the rookies and the training camp invitee guys. Those are the guys that we saw competing. Uh, and like the the biggest takeaway from the scrimmage, and for those of you watching on YouTube, you'll see the footage on your screen right now of of some of the scrimmage action that we saw. Like I've been telling you how much physicality and and speed and pace has been a focal point for training camp to this point, especially physicality. Like that has been the word that's come up over and over and over again. Physicality on both ends of the floor, but especially on the defensive end. Well. It's one thing to hear everybody talk about it. It's another completely to to see guys playing as physical as they were. Guys crashing into each other, trying to draw, draw charges, uh, jumping passing lanes for some for big steals and trying to go coast and coast and and dunk or, or finish with a strong layup on the other end. Uh, guards throwing their bodies uh, in, in front of guys. Uh, like at one point, Jordan Ford tried to stop. I think it was Jalen Slauson on the fast break and he just got completely run over. Uh, so these guys are playing physical and 
you're going to hear uh, Demonte Sabonis, Kevin Herter, and, and Mike Brown uh, on the, the podcast tonight. All three of them talking about how guys are banged up, not injured necessarily. Everybody completely participated as normal, so there are not any injuries or anybody sitting out. But guys are are getting banged up and 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 playing physical and getting into one another. And we got to see that in person. Uh, we also got to see kind of the chippiness in person. Now, nobody was picking fights or anything like that, but there was a lot of jawing back and forth between the benches, between the players on the floor, and that's what you want. It's a very competitive environment. Guys are not only co- competing for, uh, especially the guys that we saw playing, are not only competing for for roster spots uh, or rotational spots. You even have the top guys. Like Anytime the bench uh, is, is playing the starters, the bench always wants to kind of upset the starters a little bit. Uh, so you just saw a very competitive a vocal, physical, fast-paced atmosphere. It was a lot of fun to see, uh, and 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 a lot of fun to to be around. Davion Mitchell really jumped off the page to me, and he didn't even play. Right, Davion did not play at all, but he was standing up next to Doug Christie, who I believe was the head coach of the bench team. Mike Brown just sat back and watched. So I think it was Luke Louts that was the head coach of the starters team, and. Uh, Doug Christie was the head coach of the gray team, the bench team. And Davion was up more than Doug was. Davion was standing the entire time, talking the entire time, leading his guys on the floor, jawing at De'Aaron Fox and the Sacramento Kings bench. Like they were, Davion was just into it, very into it. That caught my eye right away. I even got some footage of him talking uh, from time to time because I think this is going to be a big year for Davion. I think this is going to be a breakout year and Davion has the responsibilities with the second unit of being the point guard. Now we saw last season, that the ball was taken out of his hands a little more than maybe we expected initially. Malik Monk kind of took over the ball handling and facilitating responsibilities of that second unit. But Davion Mitchell is still very much a part of that second unit, and Davion Mitchell is still technically playing the point guard position. So as the point guard, you're the floor general. You're expected to be kind of an extension of the coaching staff. It's your job to run that unit, and we can really clearly see Davion is trying to step up as that vocal leader and is trying to really take over that captainship of that second unit. And again, you're going to hear Kevin Herter, Davion, uh, or um, Demonte Sabonis, and especially Mike Brown talk about that because I asked all three of them about Davion and his growth as a leader uh, in, in our scrums after the scrimmage was over. But Davion jumped off the page to me. We did got to get to see a little bit of Sasha Vizenkov. He was playing with, like again, the end of the second unit, mainly third unit type guys. Uh, and he didn't do much in the limited time that we saw him. He maybe played three to four minutes of the final quarter. Uh, didn't take a shot, which was a little disappointing. Had one moment where he was trying to play defense, got called for kind of a ticky-tack foul. Didn't do anything great. Didn't do anything wrong. He was just kind of there, but we got to see him at least in action a little bit. Uh, and Kessler Edwards had some really good moments, as did Jalen Slauson. But Kessler Edwards looked like he was kind of trying to take control of the game, being one of the top guys out there in those units that were playing. Uh, he had some good moments, especially on offense. And then Jalen Slauson had a couple of good steals in the backcourt and tried to go coast and coast and finish on the other end. Keon Ellis had some good moments as well. So overall, there's not a ton to take away from any individual performances of what we saw uh, in training camp, but or at least in these scrimmages. But from a, a, a team perspective where we can clearly see how hard the coaching staff is push, pushing this team and how well they're responding uh, to that demand for speed uh, and for the physicality uh, and things of that nature. So it was a welcome sight to see. I'm going to get out of the way now. Let's hear from some of the players uh, and head coach Mike Brown first. Let's hear from DeMontis Sabonis, who not only talks about 
uh, training camp to this point. The scrimmages today, Davion Mitchell, like I mentioned. He also talks a little bit about his decision to sign an extension early with the Sacramento Kings. It's been a long four days, so we're actually excited. No, uh, excited we came out here. Everybody competed. You know, um, everyone's in shape, so um, it definitely was a lot of fun. How would you describe just the energy overall from everyone? I know that just from what we've seen there was a lot of heavy competing. Compared to last year, I think we're way, way, way ahead. You know, um, like I said, everyone's in shape, so like it, it didn't get sloppy. We just kept, we just, we, we just kept playing, being physical, competing, and uh, it was fun. Domas, everybody's in shape, but you guys are also starting from a lot further along than where you were last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much does that help? That oh, it helps a lot. You know, practices are shorter, so um, legs, uh, legs are more fresh. But then on the court, you know, we already have that chemistry. You know, we're just trying to, you know, there's maybe a little bit of rust from 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 the summer, but. Today, t- today was a really good day. Yeah. I mean, he's been talking since the day I got here. Since the day I got here, you know, he talks a lot, but um, he's he's uh, definitely improved. He's um, leading the second unit, not shooting, putting people in position. You know, shooting when he has to, making the right read. So um, I've definitely seen big, big, big growth in him. Yeah, for sure. Today we definitely felt it. You know, a couple guys were banged up, but um, it's good. You know, we just got to bring this energy for the for the first preseason game. Oh no, I mean, things happen in summer. You know, uh, opportunity uh, came came available. You know, and um, I'm happy the franchise uh, believes in me, and you know, I can be here for for a long time now. Were they kind of aggressive on their end, trying to get it situated? Oh, yeah, you know, of course, you know, I wanted to stay here. So when the opportunity came, you know, uh, I was more than happy to sign. When were you convinced that this was the place? Uh, man, this happened, like I always say, the day one when I got traded and I walked out and I got a standing ovation from the fans, you know. Um, I care about that, all that stuff, you know, and uh, the fans have been big uh, to me, my family, everyone here. We've talked about this being your NBA home. Does it feel like that now with this extension? Uh, yeah, of course, you know, um, there's a lot of trust in me in this franchise, you know, uh, for, for uh, Fox and I to uh, lead, and um, we're excited. Excited. How much does that partnership have to do with your your desire to stay here long term? Oh, big! You know, having having a dynamic guard like that, superstar that can uh, do everything. You know, do everything, offense and defense. Um, th- I mean, it means everything. You guys saw it last year. You know what I mean? And for me, as a big to play with something like that, it makes life so much easier. How has Sasha worked in uh, these scrimmages? Oh, great! You know, he's shooting the ball like crazy. You know, um, only thing we're telling him to shoot more shoot more because he won't miss so um, he'll get that confidence you know he's just trying to learn the whole system and everything's new for him. Had you ever played against him in international play? Uh, no, no we never cross we never cross paths. It's okay. um, I know it's only been three days of training camp but just the biggest improvements you've seen from day one to day three? Um, just I would say on defense you know uh, physicality is there we're, uh, we're, we're pressuring guys um, it's just different. It's a whole different vibe. I can't explain it. You know, um, we're 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 really excited for that first preseason. Coach spoke on physicality, basically saying that you know if you guys are ready now, come playoff time, you guys will be ready then. What are things that he's kind of throwing your way that you think is challenging you guys to be more physical? Basically, you know, uh, being up on the ball, pressuring from the jump ball. You know, um, it starts with uh, with Fox with the point guard. You know, today. He brought it from the jump, you know, and that kind of carried on for everyone. So it was a great pickup today, and uh, I'm excited. If we can keep that consistent throughout preseason and training camp, we'll be ready for the playoffs. Do you see him being more vocal? Yeah, of course. You know, I feel like everyone, you know, it's been already a year, everyone together, 
everyone's out there talking more. There's better vibes, you know. Everyone can pick on each other, call each other out, you know, and that's and that's only gonna make us better. You said that this year you guys are significantly farther ahead than you were last mm. year at the same time. Are there anything in particular that you see that the drastic improvement in? I think offense and defense, you know, that chemistry's there. We know where we need to get better. We know what we're good at. So if we see something, we run it. On defense, we know what we're, we're, we're lacking in. Everyone's trying since day one to do that extra step. And when everyone does that extra step, good things happen. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Now, I'm going to talk a lot about the comfort of Bird Dogs, how how great they are for different occasions and, and how they help you like stay dry and not sweat too much and everything. I'm going to get into all of that. But ultimately, the point of Bird Dogs is they look good. That's the whole point of clothes, right? Bird Dogs make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a uh, truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as like Lululemon shorts, but they fit way better and look way better. Uh, Bird Dogs has uh, cloud knit fabric that just looks like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any kind of movement. It's functional for any occasion, whether you're playing golf, you're out on a date, you're doing something semi-formal, whatever it may be. Bird Dogs are perfect for those different occasions. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Now let's hear from Kevin Herter. Kevin had a lot of good input on the growth of uh, Davion Mitchell uh, as a as a leader and as a communicator. Kevin Herter is just a really, really good interview and is just a good talker, uh, period. So uh, here is the starting shooting guard for the Sacramento Kings. How has the competition level been here in the first couple of days of camp, and how good is it to get out here and just run? It's been really good. It's been physical. It's, uh, it's what training camp is supposed to be like, you know, us beating each other up a little bit. Uh, you had four or five practices up to this point, just getting after it. It was nice to finally be able to just scrimmage and play here. Um, so it's been good. I think guys are feeling a little bit. Tomorrow will be a good film and shooting day, but it's been a good three days. Ice max? For sure, for sure. Domas referenced both the offense and defense that has dramatically grown and gotten better. What have you seen from this team over the last few days? Yeah, just year two. Uh, I think everyone's trying to play the right way. I think that's that's really good to see. You know, the ball's moving. Um, you know, the, the guys that we have new that are coming in are, are trying to fit in and they're trying to play the right way. So uh, it's good to see defensively. I think everyone's playing a lot of effort. Uh, again, it's training camp. That's, that's usually what happens here. We just got to sustain it, continue to show when we play Toronto. Um, but everyone's trying to do the right things. How, how do you practice and endure physicality in the first week of camp? You just got to know what's coming. Uh, you know, it's a big emphasis from coaching staff every year. Uh, you come into camp and everyone's fighting for jobs, fighting for playing time. and beat each other up it's physical but you love it you know that's just the game and uh it's definitely been intense for three days can you give us a story of maybe just plays getting physical and nothing like that you know nothing like guys going at each other right. just within the game uh you know a lot of breakdown drills we're doing four and four and uh transition drills and you know not everything is as fluid as just scrimmaging so a lot of half court stopping trying to get our plays right uh, and those types of things, they get physical. Yeah, you, that's just uh, how it is. What are your impressions of Sasha, and what, what does it look like is coming maybe easy to him, and what is he still adjusting to? Yeah, just the way we play. I think it's uh, the way we play really fits his game, and you know, we knew that coming in. And uh, you know, he's still he's, he's shooting the ball well. He's playing the right way. Guys are finding him, you know, getting used to playing with him. Uh, he's a good. It was fun watching Davion up and, and chirping and talking a lot there during the scrimmage. 
How have you seen him grow just as a, a point guard and a leader? Yeah, yes, he's talking a lot more, to be honest. He's uh, in a good way, though. He's, you know, his confidence has grown. I think he's had a great summer. Uh, played with him a couple times this summer and pick up in different cities. And uh, so he's bringing that here. I think it's, you know, it's a big year for him. I think he's really excited. He's worked extremely hard to be here. And uh, you know, him, him talking is, is usually what he does. But I think, in general, you know, the coaches are pushing him to talk more, and, and he is. Both sides of the ball. You know, he's a, he's a physical defender. Um, he's a guy that can get up into the ball and, and pressure you right when you get over half court. And offensively, is a really you know mature game. Uh, Scored all three levels. Uh, I think he's still getting used to how we're playing, and but he's going to be really good for us on both sides. Say, Kevin, uh, getting back to the physical part, are you seeing you know your teammates taking taking uh, hard screens and uh, going vertical, and getting hit in the chest, uh, taking charges right now? Yeah, everything, everything. Uh, like I said, there's no. No one's playing dirty. No one's gotten into it. There hasn't been any of that. Just guys trying to be physical, play the right way, set the tone uh, for hopefully we can play the rest of the year. I know the team has goals for preseason games, but for you personally, what are you looking for out of the, the four preseason games that you play before the season starts? Just continue to establish what we do. Uh, continue to get comfortable with each other yeah, within our offense. Continue to get in shape. Uh, establish what we what we want to do defensively. And you know, just be at a point where we can hit the ground running for, for game one. Based on Vancouver? Have not first time. I mean, I know you don't get a whole lot of time to spend there, but how much do you? Like, I know it used to be an NBA market, but obviously not anymore. How much do you like going to those places? Like that? Yeah, I'm interested. I love traveling. Uh, to be honest, I really don't know much of anything about Vancouver, um, so I'm excited. It's a new place, new adventure. I'm not going to be there very long, unfortunately, but uh, maybe get some dinner, see the city a little bit. Based on what you're seeing, Kevin, what is a realistic expectation of of the the defensive improvement this team could make this year? It's tough to tell. Uh, tough to tell yet. Yeah, you know, we still got it. You got to do it in a game. Um, but I know that you know the efforts there so far in camp. Again, we just keep going back to guys trying to play more physical, being in the right spots, taking charges, being there for teammates, and just got to sustain it. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is also brought to you by FanDuel. You can snap into all the NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Place a $5 bet on anything, whatever it is, a game line, a, a futures bet, a prop bet, whatever you want. Put $5 down. That's all. The, that's the only money that you have to invest, and you get $200 in bonus bets whether you win or you lose. So you could win. You're already in the black, like you're celebrating because you're up however much money you made on that $5 bet. Plus, here's $200 in bonus bets for you to add on to that. Or if you lose, here's $200 in bonus bets for you to get that $5 back and more and the app is super easy to use you can bet on spreads player props over unders and more if you're thinking of joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on the action plus when NBA season comes around very shortly here you'll be able to have fun betting on that too so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on kick off the NFL season the right way FanDuel official partner of the NFL Finally, let's hear from Sacramento Kings head coach Mike Brown. This is where you're really going to get a lot of great insight on Davion's growth and development as a leader, but also what Mike thinks of Davion's improvement as a shooter. You guys scrimmage, getting up and down, just yeah. how good does your team look? How much do they need that to kind of burn some energy? Uh, I, it, it was needed, you know, because we've been doing a lot of drills and a lot of breakdowns, and, and these guys have been great just doing whatever we asked them to that was on the practice plan. So for them to be able to get out and kind of blow it out a little bit tonight uh, was welcomed by them and, and our coaches too. So 
a lot of fun for those guys. Mike, you've talked before about wanting to get to a point where you can kind of sit back and let the guys lead and hold themselves yeah. accountable. Are you seeing more of that from last year to even now? For sure. Yeah, we are. We're, you know, we're, we're seeing certain guys step up and, and say things, and it's all across the board. You know, you got young guy like uh, Davion saying something. You got Foxy saying something. JaVale is a new guy saying something. So we have a lot of guys trying to hold each other accountable uh, so we can play the right way. Scale of one to ten, just how sloppy is some of these scrimmages. Uh, for for this early, it wasn't bad because if you think about it, we 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 really practiced Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, and and uh, so for us to because today's Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so for us to come in here and after two days of practice and try to we, we've thrown a lot at them and we're still going to be sorting through it throughout the preseason but for them to try to come in here and execute what we've thrown at them in, in a short amount of time uh, was was pretty good it'd be good to go back and watch the film though when you say you uh, throw a lot at them you expect them to absorb a lot too right yeah I do but <clears throat> you know it, it, we've only been together two now two three days so we have, we expect that but not we know that they're not going to get it all down right now. Mike, day three you know. is ice bag day. How is everyone holding up uh, after a couple of days of getting beat up? Uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, we nobody set out today. You know, obviously we'll see uh, how it goes tomorrow. We're not going to have uh, contact tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to watch film from tonight and get a lot of shots up. Uh, and then we'll come back and have some contact on Saturday and fly to Vancouver. How do you approach Sunday's game? Uh, kind of same way as last year. You know, guys will play a few minutes, but we're going to try to play as many guys as we can and take a look at them. And and then, you know, as the preseason goes along, we'll, we'll up the ante a little bit in terms of minutes. When you Mike. look at Sasha, what seems to be coming naturally and what, what does he maybe need to work on a little more? Uh, <clears throat> you know, he, he, it's, it's going to be – a lot of it is going to be the same thing as how uh, how well he can sit down and, and defend. I mean, he's – He's gifted offensively with his ability to pass the ball. He's really smart, knows how to change pace, and uh, cuts really well. Obviously, he can shoot it. Uh, offensive rebound, there's a lot of things he can do offensively. And, and then, you know, there's some things he does defensively, too. He's a physical guy. He's not afraid to take a hit or give a hit. You know, it's just whether or not, uh, you know, he can sit down in front of the ball when it comes to teams wanting to try to go at him. Because they're going to, it's no secret, they're going to try to go at him. Is he, is he getting some buckets and getting some shots off in these scrimmages? Yeah, but I, all our guys are. I mean, we got a lot of really good shooters out here, and and so all of our guys are <clears throat> are shooting the ball at a high level, especially when they're open and and the way they're trying to move the ball and space the floor. Um, they're they're trying to get their teammates some pretty good looks. Mike, you said that Davion has been more vocal. Is there yeah. anyone in particular who's really surprised you during the last few days at camp here that stepped up their development, what have you, and you just are thrilled with them no i mean there there aren't many guys who i can say oh man i'm disappointed in this guy i'm disappointed in that guy when you look at our group you can tell that they all work hard on their craft throughout the course of the summer and uh they're ready to try to take a another step not just individually but collectively because they've they've done a lot of that together this summer so it's, it's not any one person that's kind of uh, stood out yet, but um, there's plenty of guys that look pretty good. Domas said that this year you guys are <coughs> drastically better than a year ago coming in at this time. Um, yeah. What have you seen if you had to compare the two? And what? Look, it's just that corporate knowledge. You know, you got that corporate knowledge from last year, and we got a lot of guys that have uh, 
that have returned from, from, from last year. And so they've been through it. They know kind of what to expect from us uh, to a certain degree on both ends of the floor. And then they're able to help the new guys because they have that corporate knowledge. Good. I was gonna say with Davion specifically, how have you seen him grow, kind of as the leader of that second unit, even over the last year? Uh, he he's extremely vocal. He knows exactly what should be happening, uh, not just with his position, but with everybody's position. And and he you know he, he's gonna be demanding. You know if if, uh, if we don't get back in transition, he's gonna say something. If we don't swing the ball to the open guy, he's gonna say something. And you know you like that from a young guy because it. It's hard to lead, especially when you're young and you're telling guys that have more years than you, hey, no, we got to do this better. You know, and that means you got to be perfect when it comes to working hard and trying to play the right way, and he's definitely trying to do that. He worked on uh, his shot a lot over the summer and <clears throat> the arc um, on his shot. What are you What are you seeing from him in terms of his shooting? Uh, you know, just to, again, it's only been a, a few days here, but he's he shot the ball well. You could tell he's worked on his shot. and. Uh, he looks good shooting the ball. He's, he, he looks comfortable shooting the ball and and uh, and confident. And that's all you can ask for, especially when he's open. Did he have too much arc? What do you think last year? Uh, I mean, you, you would have to ask uh, his shooting coach. I don't, <laughs> hey, I just want him to make it. I, you know, I don't care how hard, high the ball goes or how low it goes. Just go in. <laughs> during, these, during these scrimmages, you've got obviously your coaching staff, and yeah. they take a pretty active role, and you kind of sit in that chair over there. I wonder. How much do you do you try to sit back and, and not be too vocal during those moments? Yeah, you know, that, that was just a time for the players to, to not hear my voice and to go out there and play and and, and play free. And, and I wanted to see what they can do. And, and, you know, I trust all my coaches. And right. I think our players know that, you know, because I sit and observe quite a bit, you know, especially in the summertime. So, uh, I, I, I again, we just want to see what it looked like if they played for – uh, 12 minute quarters that's what they play tonight and uh, this early in camp it was okay yeah. not great but uh, but okay leaning towards good do you ever sense eyes trying to make eye contact with you at different moments of the game whether it's a player making a mistake or doing something well do they try to catch your eye at all uh, not, not, not really uh, guys will act like I'm sitting over there and so guys that may be lined up in that position during a dead ball they may say hey was I supposed to do this or do that or should I have done that? And, you know, so there's just general conversation like that every once in a while. And and there may be a time or two where I may get up and go talk to a player or two during the course of the game or go talk to a team, but not much. We, we saw, saw a little bit of the chirping at the end there. How much yeah. do you like to see that level of competitiveness? I, I told him when we were in our huddle, I said, I said hey, um, you know, the one thing that you like uh, <clears throat> is the competitive spirit. You know, we, we, we talk about winning every day, and, uh, you know, you got to win every day with your competitive spirit uh, or work ethic. You know, both those go hand in hand. Uh, focusing on the details, not trying not to let any detail uh, be too small for us. Uh, and then, you know, buying into that uh, individual commitment and sacrifice and, and, and trying to do the right thing for one, com for the, one for the group's one common goal. We Did saw mostly say, twos and threes out here in the scrimmage. How much were the, the other guys involved in the, the first, like, three quarters before we came in? Uh, they, they were involved. They, they played a lot of minutes. They played most of the scrimmage. And, and, uh, and, and then the guys at the end, they, for the most part, just played that fourth quarter. A couple of them had played. Uh, earlier, th you know, throughout the course of the scrimmage, but not much. You spoke of a competitive spirit. Um, are you seeing them hard screams, those vertical, when they, you know, go vertical, getting hit in the chest and sitting, uh, taking 
charges and things are you yeah, seeing that right now? I, yeah, we, I mean, guys are stepping in and trying and trying to take the hit. You know, we had a couple of charges tonight, and more so probably at this point uh, of training camp than we did uh, during last year's training camp. So uh, guys seem to be taking that to heart, trying to protect the paint, protect the paint the right way uh, by taking the hit. We've seen what JaVale can bring as a, as a vocal leader, but how <clears throat> big has he been for working against Domas and Alex and, and, and the other bigs just facing him every day? I, I think it's good. That's a great question for Domas, you know, especially because, uh, you know, he's, he's extremely long and, you know, he's a big man, like I said. And so for Domas to uh, have to go against him for a little bit and then sometimes go against a guy like Trey as a backup uh, five and you know, you know it's it's great it just prepares you for a lot of different things that you're going to see throughout the course of the year so there you have it day three of sacramento kings training camp in the books again it was really fun to be able to experience that energy and atmosphere very very excited for kings uh and uh raptors in vancouver uh on uh on on sunday definitely looking forward to that now the kings do have training camp tomorrow they have practice tomorrow they're doing a a no contact uh, light day. I think you heard Mike Brown talking about that. So they're going to just do kind of film studies and walkthroughs and things like that. So there is no media availability uh, for tomorrow. So there will be no Locked on Kings podcast tomorrow. They, they um, I do have an announcement video coming of something really, really cool that's happening with Locked on Kings. That will come out tomorrow. I'm very excited to share this because it's going to be something very new for the uh, Locked on Kings this season. I'm, I'm super excited. So keep an eye out. It's going to be a separate video announcement that I put out and I'll probably release an audio announcement uh, version too. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that and it's going to give us some opportunities to do some really cool, unique, new things uh, that we've never done before this season. So I, I can't wait to announce that. That's coming tomorrow. And then Saturday, the Kings will practice. They'll have a, a an earlier practice. Then they'll hop on a plane and go to Toronto. I'm sorry, go to Vancouver to play Toronto. Uh, I will not be going to that, but I did find out today that I'm going to be headed to Salt Lake City on October 25th for the first game of the season. So I will be in Utah to watch the Kings take on the Jazz to open up their season. I'll do a podcast from there. I'm really excited uh, about that. Uh, so that's going to be really, really cool. So I'll be able to provide kind of firsthand witnessing the Kings start their season. And hopefully it's a better start than last season. Remember the 0-4 start to last year. It's hard to believe that was even a thing with how well last season went. But let's just hope the Kings get off to a much better start this year than it was last year. But I'm excited about that. So uh, please continue to keep it right locked right here on Locked on Kings as we'll get you through uh, this training camp, get you through the preseason. We've got a lot of good preseason action coming up. Soon we'll have actual Kings basketball to break down. So I'm really excited about that. Kings basketball is back. And so is the Lockdown. Well, Lockdown Kings didn't go anywhere, but we're really, really back. And your support over this week, just with Media Day through training camp so far, has been incredible. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Can't wait to provide more great content for you in the future. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to the Lockdown Kings podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. <laughs>